My name is Daniel McCarty. Roll call, Louis Herman Watt is here, Brian Radere too. We take you through till 12 o'clock. After 11, we're going to head to the United States of America uh, to talk uh, Major League Baseball's World Series. But here's an opportunity for you to continue to talk to us. 0800 Just listen to the news, though, as I go down one of my rabbit holes. You know, what, what, what really sad news it is to hear of Lewis Clearbert, a two-time Commonwealth Games gold medalist and, you know, one of our best swimming chances at the Olympics, having to split with his coach for no other reason than they don't have the facilities to work in, in in Wellington City. Like, this is not a parting of the ways because, hey, I've taken you as far as I can. My heart really goes out to Gary Hollywood, who's put in all that time with Lewis Clearbert, and now has to see him just move north. And, and what's he walking into in Auckland? Have Swimming New Zealand got a plan for him? Or is he just going up there and he has to try and figure this out himself? I, I hope Swimming New Zealand are doing their very best because, tell you what, Wellington obviously haven't helped. You know, Lewis, you could have come with me to the Kawini Aquatic Centre and joined the paddling pool, the, the toddler's pool, where I hang out. Um, but, yeah, um, it sounds like not in great environment. doesn't sound like people were particularly helpful. And I know elite swimming isn't the only reason why we have these public facilities. I get that. I do get that. But it, it's just... I, I, my heart really goes out to Gary Hollywood, Louie, on this one. Like, you've worked so hard with an individual. You, you want to get to an Olympic, and you're this close to it. What is it, nine months? Uh, yes, it would have been about, I think it's August August next year, the, the Olympics, and, and I completely agree, and like, I don't think he will mind saying this, because we've been in touch with Gary, and, and the, the... Well, and he's, I, he's I, taken a social media pretty, you know, passionate yeah. sort of post. And that's the fit. we've been in touch with him, and he's pretty much said, "Look, look, guys, uh, I care so deeply about this, and the reason I'm I'm not really up for a yarn just yet is because I'm I'm actually really hurt, and I don't know what's next, and I don't know if this is the best decision." And, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I think Gary's a bit worried and stressed by the whole the whole situation. It absolutely sucks. It absolutely sucks. I feel for him. Both of them, actually. Yeah, we we tend to only think of the athlete, don't we? Like in sports like that, we think of the athlete. Not in rugby, where we're obsessed with coaches. Um, oh, at hundred one five zero eight eleven, who plays first? D Mac? Question mark? Richie? Barrett gone? Well, unnamed texter. Is Barrett gone? Hmm. Is Barrett gone? Hmm. We're piecing things together. Adding one plus one equals three. Um, Craig writes and Daniel didn't Andrew Jones play for Wellington? Yes, born in Wellington, played for Wellington, debuted for Central Districts. Had at least a few seasons with Central Districts. So Wellington didn't develop him. Semantics, words matter. Isn't that right, Rob? Who writes, they played three big games at the Rugby World Cup, Daniel. France, Ireland, South Africa, and won one game. Very poor, Daniel. Rob, do you know what the word poor means? It means like substandard, right? Like inferior. Are you telling me a team who lost a World Cup final by one point is inferior? I know what an inferior team looks like. They wear Australian yellow. That was a poor team, a very <laughs> poor team. We beat Ireland, a very good team. Uh, for 50, 60 minutes, we're the best team against France. Played very poorly over the last 20 minutes against France, I thought. Uh, with a team that had Tupouvay at blindside flanker, Papali'i, um, you know, much changed side. No, Geordie Barrett. I don't think we were poor, Louis, were we? 
I don't want to pick no, on th- Rob, but we weren't poor. No, I think, in my estimations, we overachieved, and I think we were actually we hit a. a and I, you know, obviously, Rob, you probably if you listen, you know, I like horse racing. Well, I think if we look at this as a preparation, this World Cup cycle in this year, we hit a career peak in that uh, Irish game that I don't think a lot of us thought that they were capable of. Me, when I say a lot of us, I didn't know we were capable of that. So I don't think they were poor. I actually think that they were very good and almost great. Losing five of eight tests, I think it was, 21, 22. That's probably the poor period, I would argue. Anyway, you, you can jump in. I went on one five eight eleven. Hello, John. Morning. Hey, they said this was the worst all-black team ever and the greatest South African team ever. So if that's the case, we ran far off, were we? Um, so we're not, you're not, we're not poor. We weren't very poor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just want to say that a statistic that stood out for me in the World Cup was the All Blacks scored 49 tries and South Africa only scored 28. So it pretty much makes the makes you think, well, defence wins World Cups because it obviously does because South Africa went back-to-back. Um, yep. Another and the, and interesting the one, stat. one of the times we won a World Cup, we scored one try, didn't we, in the final? So yeah, exactly, it, exactly. Is, you know, art doesn't have to be beautiful to everyone. Um, yeah. Well, You've just got to admire the courage of South Africa, you know, the springbok apocalypse, as I was warning everyone of, <laughs> that they are just so hard to beat. Mm. And it's a credit to them, eh? It's a credit to their coaching staff and their, their whole cycle. Uh, it's been an eight-year cycle. A lot of them will come to the end now. But another interesting stat that I saw was that we're the only team to beat Ireland in the last three years. So that's an achievement. Um, I think in the rankings that I've just seen, we're ranked third, just behind Ireland. And South Africa number one, obviously. So um, with Razor coming in, I, I want to see that something new because we've come to the end of the tenure of Henry. Um, you know, Henry's tenure and all his assistants coming to, coming to the end of Foster. So... Um, it's going to be interesting. I think DMAC probably will start at 10, but watch out for Pedofita. Pedofita might be the next um, Moonga in years to come. Well, he's talented, isn't he? Spent most of his time in Super Rugby at the number 15 position, so if he can transition into 10, um, fantastic. And I'm, I'm sure players of his would like to have some time in there because there seems an obvious gap. I, I would think the 15 jersey is probably a little bit more sewn up by the guy wearing currently 14. And no one likes a corrector. I love them. France beat Ireland last year in 2022. Because they're another really good team. They're another really good team, aren't they, John? <laughs> good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. Oh, 800. Yeah. Ireland had won 17 straight test matches. Uh, their last loss was early in 2022, I think, against France. France beat everyone, basically, in 2022. Everyone else beat everyone else in 2022. Uh, Yesterday, and I I think John has uh, reminded me of it by bringing up those stats on tries. Yesterday, uh, we we gave you all some homework. Um, And then when she had to learn that Staffy's got a great uh, sporting mind and uh, was ahead of us by a day. Uh, We asked, go home, think about one law you would change in the rugby law book. All 170-odd pages of it, all 30,000 words. In fact, more than 30,000 words. Louis went home and read how much? 
Uh, he read a two page and a half pages. And then, yeah. And then his then his soul died a little bit. Yeah. 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 They had to go trick or treating. It was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And that made his soul die even more. Mm. Uh but this is a question for you all, not just Louie. Brian, if you've got one, feel free to enter the game. I've got one. If you could change one law in the game of rugby, because it, having spoken to rugby fans a lot over the years, you like bitching about the laws. You like complaining about the laws. Game's gone. Game's gone mad. Game's dying, even though millions of New Zealanders still tune into it, um, when the all, uh, especially when the All Blacks are in, involved. Um, if you could change one law, and Staffy had a whole heap of fun with it after 12 o'clock, and there were some really interesting ones. Louis, I, I'd be fascinated, fascinated to hear you're one being the creative thinker that you are. I took this seriously and probably too seriously to the point that I've come up with something that's <laughs> not serious because it's really hard because you say one law, that is, it's almost like you can't do enough with one law if you actually want to make a significant difference. Yeah. And the obvious, the obvious stuff was like that, that makes sense is one that's always baned me. No penalty for a knockdown. Inten- intentional knock-ons, like yep. the Cheslin Colby tackle. He's not, and it's like rugby league has it right. If you're good enough to get your hand to it and stop it, it's a knock-on, not a penalty. Be better, throw the ball somewhere else, higher, lower, get it to your man. It's incumbent on the attacker to get the ball to his man. If the defender can get a hand to it, it's a knock-on, not a penalty for me. But that is creating more penalties, which is you, very you contradictory. You sound ex- you sound exactly like Cully in our commentaries. Like, if the offload is earlier, if the draw yeah. and pass is earlier, that doesn't yeah. happen. So it's kind of an error by the All Blacks. But it's a re- it's a, it can be Matumbo rejection. Uh, you know, under the laws, it's an absolute yellow card. I, I, get, where, I get where you're coming from, though. So, I know I'm carpet bombing things. I'm carpet bombing things. I, my one rule brings about the most amount of change. I'm changing the scoring system. Yeah, right. How on earth are two penalties worth more than one try? Explain that to me. Explain it to me. I, I would even go as far as to say not only tries worth six points, but conversions are worth three. So one converted try equals three penalties. I, I might be able to back off on the three points for a conversion um, and, and say only eight points, but... Leads you to kicking goals. Yes, and in and this day and age, where entertainment is so important because it's such a a uh, competitive landscape. Give me tries, mate. Tries are, are still sexy, right? Tries are sexy compared to a. Well, they are. They are. And and yeah. this is so. This is what I settled on. I'll piggyback off the back of yours. This is what yeah, I settled okay. on. Blow it oh, up. So it wasn't the slap down. Sorry, my. No, because that's too boring. I'll settle on this. <laughs> Whoever scores the try takes the conversion. <laughs> because I tell you what you're not going to have. Line out malls. Unless you just don't care about your conversion. Because you don't want Cody Taylor kicking from the corner. I tell you what you're going to have. You're going to have chaos where you're trying to get it to Richie Wong or Geordie Barrett under the post. And it's going to add an extra dynamic. It's going to be like social touch when women's tries are worth two points. And you're trying to feed it to them. And it would just, and it would stop pick and go tries probably. It would, it be, it would, it would incentivize trying to get the ball out wide and get it to your faster, more skillful kickers. So that's where I settled. You score it, you kick it. Commissioner Watt, Herman Watt, 
Commissioner Louie for World Rugby. Go on, uh, play along with us. G'day, Matt, you can go first. How are you today? Yeah, not too bad. That's a good one, eh? Jeez. Um, you've got teams working for a penalty now. Like, working to earn a penalty. Yep. Anyway, I rung, I rung to talk about basically the English and how they are ruining the game, in my opinion. The rules, the way the, the English referees were, it's cynical, it's not fun-loving rugby and, yeah. you know, like we're used to. And something needs to give at the top of the game. They were anti the club world, or the, the world championship competition because they didn't want to get relegated. So they're in control and we basically had an English-style final. England kicked, and I'll repeat, and conditions played a part to this. England kicked away possession 93% of the time in a World Cup semi-final. They kicked on average about 75% of time during the rest of the tournament. How is that good for the game? So then, Matt, I think you're in Team Daniel that if there was a nine-point converted try available for them, even the English would pass it. (laughs) That's a good one, all right. (laughs) Cheers. Good on you, Matt. Short and sharp. That's the way I like him. That's the way I like him. Morning, Daniel. Didn't take long to get back to Rugby Talk. Already the final. I've never experienced time going so quickly watching a game. Give me a close, tight contest over a game where the team forget to tackle any day. I think through the Foster era, it was probably a good result pushing, but losing the final. They were an enigma of a team. Kane and Savia to not play in the same loose trio under Razor. Bring on 2024 Patrick from Ashburton. Yeah, tight games are compelling. That's why I felt like I was on an island, Louis, kind of defending the England-South Africa game. Yeah, objectively it was tough to watch, but it was still compelling because it was tight. Um, but I could still also appreciate the All Blacks playing pretty well against uh, one-dimensional Argentina. Um, but, yeah, who am I to tell you what you think is enjoyable? Um, I went under one five zero eight eleven. But I, I certainly believe my rule would bring about the biggest sweeping change to the game. Well, I think we should combine the two rules. Then it's double, it's it's and it's double enhanced, isn't it? So you get more points for a conversion, or conversions matter more, and you have to get it to someone you want to kick it. <laughs> Very good. And, and Patrick, you're right. Didn't take long to get back to this. We start off with uh, cricket talk, but but, but I'll, I'll say it. Um, at the beginning of the show, I always encourage you, if there's something you want to discuss. I don't want to have to lead you. I'm open to discussing anything. Um, we are comfortable with DMAC at 10 for the All Blacks? Question mark. That, you know what? <clears throat> I don't want to... I find it hard. I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to talk about it, because if you want to talk about it, I'll talk about it with you. I find it hard to think about an All Black side next year. Why? Because I think all of us who do are completely forsaking the Super Rugby season. A complete, you're, basically, you're telling me, and, and this is what I'm hearing in this weird mind of mine, that Super Rugby doesn't matter next year. That you can pick a team now. Well, first fives is a bit different because we're not going to... I don't think we're... You don't get first fives that just come out of the blue like that in half a year, really. Well, unless they play for the Crusaders and then you're telling me they should be in the All Blacks. Well, Brett Cameron should be in the All Blacks. <laughs> yeah. Hurricane's great. Now, isn't it? Yeah. G'day, Darren. He's <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm with you on that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Genius call. Darren, hello. Hey, Daniel. How are you, mate? I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, I've got two. I've got an entree and a main. I'm going to go with the main course Ooh. first. I would. Oh, please. I, I like the scoring, what you're saying, but I'd go the other way. I'd go drop kick is one point and a penalty is two. So I'd sort of reduce those ones. Um, yep. And my entree, my entree is if you throw the ball into the line out and the other team doesn't go up, it doesn't matter if it's not straight. Oh. I, I see what you're saying. So you want contests, contestable yeah, so lineouts. Yeah, yeah, if they think you're going to maul it, they're not going to put anyone up. Well, you don't r- throw it straight. Who cares? Serves them right for, anyway. not con- for not contesting. Serves you right two fingers at them. Should have gone yeah. up. Yep, absolutely. Like and it. it takes the pressure off the hooker. So if that, if that, if that had happened, England might have beaten bloody South Africa. So... <laughs> Now, I know you're calling from Australia, Darren. Are Australian cricket fans bu- bullish again? Going really bring me down. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, it just takes one win, and you just don't hear the bloody end of it. Oh, seriously. Seriously. Mate, you never trust an Australian cricket. I don't, cricket I don't know why it. we were dining out after two losses at this World Cup. Like, have we not learned anything? Oh, mate. You, you couldn't. No one wanted to talk about cricket. They have a win, and it's all they talk about. It's all. <laughs> Enjoy it, Darren. Enjoy it. Sorry, mate. Uh, Dex, hello. Hey, um, Daniel. If I came <laughs> round to your place tonight, I'm not stalking you, but if I came round to your place tonight, anything you wanted, what would you choose? Ooh, crumb lamb cutlets. Let's start with that. You need to do that. Would you have? Would you want that tomorrow as well? And the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and every day afterwards. You'd, well, it would probably, probably be a good right. solid. T- it'd probably be a good solid two weeks before I really start to complain. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, and when it comes to sport, you want the contrast, don't you? You don't want everything the same. By if you just go and make rugby like like basketball, and you get ninety eight, ninety six kind of score lines, and it just becomes an aerobic sport, do you think that? you're going to take something away from the game. Like there was some innovation in the tournament this time um, as far as those little kicks over the top to get that space to break things down, and then the game will change. So I think if you have an England and you have an All Blacks and France and on all these different teams, the contrast between the styles will be um, what makes the pudding, if you like, if that makes any sense. I think the real problem yeah, with rugby is, I don't know if you, if you realise, the, the last game that um, the All Blacks played, the first half took... 60 minutes, I think it was, and I think the second half was 70 minutes. So you're actually getting about 30 or 40 minutes, almost the whole half of the game where nothing's happening. So the real problem with rugby, I think, is you need to speed it up. You need to get rid of the stoppages, and that's the key things I think you need to work on in rugby. At the moment, I think you just leave teams to have their own styles. I mean, if England want to kick and go by three points, they're probably not going to win a lot. But... If you start making it like basketball, where it's 108 versus well, no, 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 Dex, it's not going to be like basketball. I, I, I get your point, but I think you're wrong because basketball, you're still scoring 120 times. You know what's that divided by two? That's 60 field goals, right? Like, do, do, like things don't structurally change in rugby too much. Like, like scoring tries is still going to be scarce. Uh, you're still only going to get five or six tries on a really good day, aren't you? So I, I understand uh, your thesis and where you're coming from on that. I'm just not sure basketball's the right comparison. I, rugby's closer to football, 
as far as um, you know, scoring players are concerned. Now, your second point about speeding up the game, you're a million percent correct, right? Uh, but that didn't really fit into our question of one rule. You get, you need a whole lot of changes, don't you, Dax? And I, I, I think yours is a far more serious, pertinent question than my little stupidity. Like Super Rugby, though, you basically have fifty-five versus forty-five, don't you? Whereas you have six, like twenty-two, twelve, something like that. Like you do have a more aerobic component to Southern Hemisphere. And I guess the thing is that, you know, without being too rude, like why would you just change the rules of a game to suit one country? You know, like why would you change all the rules because oh, when you're dealing playing over an expensive game, and then you know, I know what you're going to say. Uh-huh. It's good to watch. It's good to watch, but you know, the best thing to watch is probably France. And they- yeah, they used the ball, right? And they would probably embrace using the ball a little bit more uh, if there's more points. And, and I'm sorry, I, I did not... How many 54-45 games are there in, in Super Rugby? Um, a few. Not every week, though, I would think. Hey, really interesting chat, Dax. Really enjoyed it.